Lord, we thank you so much for this word. Thank you so much that you knew that we would <laughs> need this word and you know how to deliver this word to us. So, Father, I just submit to you in the name of Jesus. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for being the teacher tonight. In Jesus' name. And we purpose in our hearts to receive from you on the same level that you desire to bless us. We say, be thou magnified, Lord, who has pleasure in our prosperity, spirit, soul, and body. It is so much your pleasure that we prosper. That you purge everything from us that hinders us from prospering and that decreases the quality of our prosperity. We thank you for that. And so, Lord, tonight we say that your pleasure is our pleasure and your displeasure is our displeasure. Anything you want us to have, we gladly receive. And anything you don't want us to have, we gladly disregard in Jesus' name. We lay it aside. We turn it loose. We let it go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So, in studying humility, the definition the Lord gave us is um, humility is having a realistic view of our own importance. Having a realistic view of our own importance, A, in comparison to God, and B, in the sight of God. Actually, I've been doing it backwards. Let's do it again. Having a realistic view of our own importance, A, in the sight of God, and B, in comparison to God. Okay? So when we have a realistic view of our own importance, that tells us we are important. We are important. When we have a realistic view of our own importance in the sight of God, then that means we see ourselves as God sees us. So bottom line, humility says, I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. If he says I can witness to this person, then I can witness to this person. If he says I can um, go forth in this ministry, I can apply for this job, I can raise these children, I can serve in this capacity. If he says I can do it, then I can do it. If he says I have authority, if he says I have power, if he says I have the finances, if he says I have the resources, if he says I have the strength, whatever he says I have, I have it. Why? Because he's God. I reverence him. He has the authority in my life. And I honor him in that way. Okay. So humility simply receives what God has and walks forward in it because we believe what God has said about us. That is how we have a realistic view of our own importance in the sight of God. Then humility is having a realistic view of our own importance in comparison to God. So we know that God is our creator. If he is our creator, we are the creation. The creation never comes above the creator. And so we honor that. <laughs> that is how we are lowly. To be humble means to be lowly. 
It doesn't mean to be unworthy. It doesn't mean to consider yourself undeserving. It means to be lowly in comparison to the one who is above you. And in this situation, God is above us. So when God, again, if God tells us we can do something, for us to say, no, God, I can't do it, that's putting our own thoughts above the thoughts and the will of our creator. That's pride. Even though it's like, no, I can't do it. Or, oh, only if God does it, oh, that's false humility. Because humility says, yes, I can do it. I am who God says I am. I have what he says I have. I can do what he says I can do. So we never put our own opinion of ourselves above God's opinion of us. At the same time, we don't, oh, I am Miss Prophetess. Honey, I didn't even need a text. I could just get out there and work it. Ooh, did you see her fall down under the power of the Holy Spirit? Oh, did you hear all those people clapping? Oh, did you see how many people showed up to see me? Now I'm thinking I can do it without God. So at the same time, I'm putting my opinion of myself above what God says about me. We know that we can't do anything without him. So humility has a realistic view of its own importance in comparison to God. The Bible says that he created man a little lower than the angels. And that's in um, Psalm 8, 5. When it says a little lower than the angels, that word angels in Hebrew, the original language, is Elohim, which means God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the triune God. So really, God made us a little lower than himself. So yes, we're lower than God, but we're lower than God because we're a little lower than him. But lower all at the same time. That's why we come lowly before him, not telling him what to do, not... Um, telling him, no, God, don't, if, if he's the potter and I'm the clay, no, God, don't make me a bowl, make me a cup. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. That's pride. So a realistic view of our own importance in comparison to God. We're lowly, not unworthy, not undeserving, lowly in position to him. That's what humility is. That is how the Lord has explained that, has explained humility to us. And what happens is when we renew our minds to this, when we renew our minds to, okay, if God said I can do it, then I can do it because he wouldn't tell me to do something that he knows I cannot do. And if God tells me to do something, he has already supplied everything I need to do it. So saying that I don't or I can't, that's no excuse. When we renew our minds to say, and even if it's just making up your mind in the beginning, I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. What does that do? That brings us into alignment. Alignment with him. So check it out. A realistic view of our own importance in the sight of God. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. Then having um, a realistic view of our own importance in comparison to God. We understand that we are lower than God because he's our creator. We're the creation. But as we align with who he says we are and what he says we have and what he says we can do, now we come into alignment with him such that it's like Jesus said, the Father and I are one. 
if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Why? Because I'm thinking his thoughts about me. Because I'm walking in his will for me. Because I'm doing what he has told me to do. And so when you see me, you see the Father because he's the one doing it through me. As I submit to him, he does it through me. Why can I do what God says I can do? Because he has equipped me and furnished me to do it. Why do I have what God says I have? Because he's already provided everything that I need to do it. Why am I who God says I am? Because that's what he called me. And whenever God speaks, it is so. His word does not return to him void. So all of these things, did you hear that? None of it causes us to be dependent on ourselves. All of it causes us to be dependent on him. Is that awesome? To me, it's like a vacation because it's like, oh, I don't have to come up with how to do it on my own. I don't have to do this on my own strength. Oh, thank you, Lord. Okay. All right. I'm just going to step into it. And I know I've got everything I need because you have provided it for me. It's so, so humility is a place of rest. We get to rest in what he has already done, and we just get to act it out. We get to walk it out. We get to, we, and you hear that? We get to depend on him for everything. Um, turn with me to John chapter 1, verse 12. You want King James or Amplified? James, but no, actually I want the Amplified Classic, please. Thank you. Okay. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, power, privilege, right to become the children of God. That is, to, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. Amen. So in speaking about humility, I just said we get to depend on him because if he's the one who's called us to it, he's the one who's provided everything we need, we get to relax, take the pressure off ourselves, and just depend on him. Well, here in this scripture, John chapter 1, verse 12, in the Amplified Classic, it's talking about Jesus. Um, earlier in the chapter, it's talking about Um, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, speaking of Jesus, talking about how Jesus was, um, excuse me, how in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, but darkness comprehended it not. Then talking about how Jesus came to his own, but his own received him not. And now in verse 12, it says, but to as many as did receive and welcome him. That's us. We've received him. We've we've welcomed him. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority. In the King James, it says, he gave, um, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Here it says, he gave them the authority, the power, the privilege, the right to become the children of God. We have the right to be the children of God. And that word children here in the Amplified Classic 
sons in the King James Version, it speaks of one who is utterly dependent on his father or her father. One who is just, who depends on daddy for everything. Doesn't try to do anything in his or her own effort. Doesn't try to do anything in his or her own strength. Doesn't toil, doesn't stress, but simply depends on the father. Daddy will do it. Daddy will give it to me. We have that right. We have that right to depend on God for everything. We have that right, that privilege, that joy, to that power, the ability, the authority to depend on God, our Father, for everything we need. So if he says, Shalom, I want you to pay for this project. If he says, Michelle, I want you to lead this department. If he says, Catherine, I want you to minister to this nation. All of us should, yes, Lord, I can do what you say I can do. Yes, Lord, I am who you say I am. We have the right, the privilege to depend on him for everything we need. And guess what? It's this complete and total joy to give it to us. Because we have aligned ourselves with who he has called us, with, yeah, with who he has called us to be. We have aligned ourselves with what he has called us to do. We have aligned ourselves with what he says we have. So it's his pleasure to give us any and everything we need. Amen. 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 Doesn't that just kind of take the pressure off? Doesn't that free up some room in there? Doesn't that make you happy? <laughs> it does for me. For either of you? Yeah, it, it means, though, you have to do a lot of asking to find out, like, every step. Yeah. Yeah, but not a lot of asking in that, okay, Lord, I'm waiting for you to answer. Okay, Lord, please answer. Oh, Lord, not that kind of asking. And lots of times we'll find that if we do what he's telling us to do and we're being led by his spirit, Romans 8, 14, I believe it is, says that as many as are the sons of Jesus, God, is Romans chapter 8, and it's verse 14, and it says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So when we're asking God for directions or when we receive directions from God and we're doing what he's telling us to do, Holy Spirit's going to lead us. And then once we finish that task, he'll tell us what else to do. Or if there's a choice, I mean, there's always, okay, so... Uh, all right, so a couple of years ago when I was invited to go minister in Kenya, all right, I hadn't heard that. And so I told the person who invited me, I said, let me pray about that. And David was good for this. Let me, he inquired of the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to do? Um, even when he was defeating armies, he um, asked, the Lord told him and told him how to do it. And then he had to come up against the army again. And he inquired of the Lord again as to how to do it. So, yes, we're constantly asking to, to get 
God's strategy on it. But we're not asking out of desperation like, Lord, it's not asking in desperation as if he has not answered you, if that makes sense. It's not asking in doubt or in fear, wondering if he's going to talk to you. It's like going to a board meeting or it's like checking in. It's like, all right, Lord, what's next? I've often heard it said, and I've experienced this myself, um, when I find myself lost out there, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't hear God. I don't know what he's saying to do. Go back to the last thing he told you to do. And when I go back to the last thing that he told me to do, the last thing that I was sure of that he told me to do, sure enough, that's where I'll get my next instruction. Because somewhere in there, I decided to just take the next step by myself. And sure, I was out there by myself. He didn't tell me to go. I mean, he's always with me. He never leaves me or forsakes me. But that grace to carry it out wasn't there anymore. So I had to go back to my last place of obedience. I had to go back to the last thing that he told me to do. And if I didn't do it, do it. Or if I was doing it, go back to doing it again and pick up from there. But you're absolutely right. It takes asking. That's that, that, that's that utter dependence that I don't want to take a single step without you, Lord. I don't want to think I know better than you in any situation. So absolutely. Okie dokes. You're like, I didn't ask for all that, Catherine. I heard Holy Spirit say it, so I said it. <laughs> all right. So, so Michelle, humility. Just receiving what God says. And as we renew our minds to, okay, I can do this. Okay, I do have this. Okay. And then that brings us into alignment with him. And then we get to totally depend on him to supply everything for what he's given us or told us to do. That's humility. And in that respect, humility is the outworking of obedience. And what the Lord was showing me is... Um, you know, a lot of times people try to muster up obedience. It's hard work to be obedient. It's like, it, it's, it's an effort to be obedient. And he says, and, 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 and being obedient, a lot of times people take it upon themselves to do it. Here comes the strain, the toil, the self-effort. And then when you fall, when you're disobedient, when, when, when you mess up, then there's the opportunity for the enemy to jump on you and bring that condemnation because you didn't do it right. And then it's like, okay, I'll do better next time. And you're putting pressure on yourself to obey. Um, but what the Lord showed me is that when we walk in this place of humility, all of it is about focusing on him. I am who God says I am. I have what? God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. Okay, God is my creator. I come under God, but I'm in alignment with God. When you're focusing on him, your steps are just going to automatically be on the right path, and you're going to align with him. And like I said, it's when people see you, they see the Father. Hallelujah. And then you just automatically walking out 
the obedience without even thinking about it because you're so focusing on who he says you are, what he says you can do, and what he says you have, and you're walking it out. Now, at the same time, when we choose to not believe what God has said about us, no, God, I can't do it. But God, I don't have enough money. But God, I don't have enough charisma. But God, I don't have enough help. But God, I don't have enough whatever it is. Then we're, again, putting our opinion above God's opinion of us. And then it causes us not to do what he says. And now we're walking in disobedience. We're looking at ourselves instead of looking at God. Remember? Humility. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. He was like, no, I can't do that because I don't have this, because I can't this, and I, 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 I. It's focused on me. It's putting our own thoughts above God's thoughts about us, and that is called pride. And when we're operating in pride, what we think we can do in our own strength or what we don't think we can do, even when we have God's strength, then that causes us not to do what God says, not to align with what he says. It's sin. It's disobedience. Absolutely. I could feel that. Okay. Do you want to share anything about that? No, I mean, calling it pride is one thing. But when you also say that pride is sin, that just, for me, it just moves it to another category. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me find that scripture. You know, I've, we've been studying them. Um, uh, um, Proverbs 21.4 in the King James, please. Proverbs 21.4. A high look and a proud heart and the plowing of the wicked is sin. Is sin. A high look and a proud heart. That's pride. It's sin. And sin means, I want to make this clear, okay? Sin means missing the mark. Sin, we think about, you know, I mean, sin is this deadly, the wages of sin is death. So sin is this deadly thing, but it's not because you're a bad person. You sin, you, uh, da, 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 da. that's, that's not, that's not, when we think about that, it's so easy to get wrapped up in condemnation because once we receive Jesus, once we make Jesus our Lord, we are no longer a sinner People, you hear people say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Well, you're either a sinner or you're saved by grace, but you're not both. Before you made Jesus Lord, you were a sinner. You had a sin nature because it came from Adam. But when you made Jesus your Lord, received him as your Savior, you were born again, got a brand new spirit. And never before created being, that's what 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 
uh, means when it says um, we're a new creature. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He's a never created before being. He's born again. And now he no longer has a sin nature. He's got a righteousness nature, a righteous nature, because we have been made righteous. Your who is not your do. So when you focus on your do and changing your do to something else, and you end up coming back to this do, you're still in that same circle, that still same um, cycle, even though you want to do better. But when you realize your who, like you said, realize whose you are, but also remember who you are. I have been made righteous. So even though I messed up this time, that's not who I am. Let me focus on who I am. Second Corinthians 5.21, he that knew no sin became sin, that I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. First John 4, 17, maybe 16. But because as Jesus is, so am I in this world. I am the same as Jesus. And when you begin focusing on your who, your do will change. But as long as you focus on changing your do, then you're, you're focusing on that. That's where you're going to go. And you're not focusing on your who and very little is going to change. Well, How do we know when we're in pride? How do we know when we're in pride? Let's talk about some indicators of pride. And, and Shalom, you start us out. What do you mean when you know you're in pride? How do you, how do you know? There's a feeling now. I get a feeling like I'm pushing against something. Now, I don't always know what it is, but it's enough to tell me back off. And I'm learning now that, that this is the time to ask. Okay. Okay. So when you say you're pushing against something, um, I'm just going to give you an example and you tell me if that fits or not. Um, like when you're trying to get something done and you keep hitting against the wall, hitting it, something just doesn't feel right. You keep trying to go anyway, and it's like, wait a minute, stop. Just stop. Take a deep breath. God, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, just the fact that I hesitate to ask, that's prideful. Yeah. And I'm, I'm starting to get that message. Okay. <laughs> when I feel like you know, I'm hitting my head against the wall here. This is not going easy at all, or this is getting complicated. I've learned that if it's getting complicated, then it's not God. Um, but I haven't thought, then, then what do you do? You know, I'm still kind of like look out there looking without asking. Because... I was really raised uh, one way or another that I had to do it on my own. Mm -hmm. That's not true. That's awesome. Hmm? I said, that's awesome. That's awesome that you're reaching this point. Um, or I, I'm always, so when you say I was raised this way, when we are raised a certain way, there are things that are ingrained you know, in our minds, in our being there, and, and spiritually speaking, there are strongholds that are built up. So when I hear you say that you're recognizing when 
you're, you, that you're recognizing that the way you were raised, not anything against your parents, but you know, this belief system is incorrect. That's huge. That's light B. That's revelation shining in. And, and it's always a joy. Yeah, I mean, it, it really wasn't okay to ask a question. You're lucky you're supposed to know already. So it really kind of makes it hard to kind of like innately rely on God in the everyday stuff. And, you know, when I know that I, when I know it, you know, like, you need $10,000 tomorrow. It's like, uh, okay, I can't do this. You know, and and it may be that I'm just feeling pressure that I have to have the 10000 tomorrow. But but the point is, is that all of that is uncomfortable. And I need to ask. Okay. Okay. I mean, it says in, in James, you ask for wisdom. And I do that now once in a while when I just like, I don't know, because I've learned that that statement, I have what God says I, I can do, what God says I, says I can do. Um, I am what God says I am. I have what God says I have, and I can do what God says I can do. That's just like a game changer for me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Ooh, I love it. I'm serious. I am loving humility. We were, well, uh, if you've heard my testimony, I said the first couple of weeks we started dealing with humility, I said humility had its way with me. It was, it had its way with me. Then after that, it became a guide. Then after that, it became a best friend. And now it's just all these open doors. Just, and I'm finding I'm, I'm finding that I'm becoming a nicer person because there were so many prideful ways about me that I didn't know, I didn't recognize. Um, it, it's just as God revealed humility to me, when I would enter into situations that I would usually handle this way, it was like, like I said, humility was a guide, you know, it was like, Okay, why don't you handle it this way? Then humility became a coach. Okay, Catherine, how are you going to handle this situation? Like this or like this? And I, and, I, and I began to choose humility's way. And I just feel like I became, I'm not saying I was mean before, which other people might say that. I don't think I was, but I'm not saying I was mean before, but I'm saying I find that I am a nicer person in many ways now. And I like myself better even. It's like, wow, I'm finding that there are so many things that I don't stress about now because it was me in my pride trying to handle it. And um, in trying to handle it, it wasn't, um, it, was, it was not giving people the freedom to have their own opinions and me still be in a good mood with them. <laughs> I would get upset if they disagreed or I would, or if they um, made a mistake and I knew the mistake was going to harm them. And I'm trying to, and, and, and 
God just showed me, okay, Catherine, this is humility. They might have to suffer this. They might have to go through this to find out, or it's really okay for them to have another opinion. Um, and, it, and it doesn't, it's not a reflection on you. You can still be happy. You can still have joy. You can still be pleasant and it's okay. Um, and it was like, wow. And just so much is lifted up off of me. Um, it's like what you said, Shalom. It's, it's, it had to do with a lot of my upbringing. Just the people didn't agree with you. They were just wrong and y'all couldn't be friends no more. <laughs> it was just, this is part of my upbringing. Um, and I don't know where I got that from. I can't say that I learned it from my parents, but I know I learned it somewhere. Um, it was just that. Or if they don't agree with you, they don't like you. Or, you know, something like that. And so then maybe uh, being upset became a defense or something for me. But anyway, all of that, and we're going to talk about that too, all of that is pride. And so as God has been shining the light on what humility is, as he's been showing me and showing me, okay, you can choose to handle it this way. You can choose to handle it that way. It's just like, you said, it's just humility. The way, um, the level that God is taking us to, this is a game changer for me. Yeah. 